Hello and welcome to The Tech Lens, the podcast that offers insights and analysis on the tech trends that matter. I'm your host, Ibrahim Isaac, and in this podcast, we dive deep into the world of technology, exploring the latest innovations, trends, and developments. We'll be joined by experts and thought leaders in the field who will share their insights and perspectives on how technology is shaping the world around us. So whether you are a tech enthusiast, a professional, or you're simply curious about the latest tech trends, we got you covered. So sit back, relax, and tune in for innovative perspectives on the tech trends that matter. So with me today, I would like to bring in uh, Dolapo, my dear friend. And Hi. introducing herself. Yes, Dolapo, can you tell us more about yourself and your relationship with OKRs? All right, yeah. Um, of course, my name is Ade Dolapo, and um, I'm a product manager at Shortpoint. So I'd say that I started using OKRs about three years ago, and I would say um, it was by coincidence. So the thing is, I was I wanted to start writing or doing product roadmaps that were goal-oriented. And I had to do researches to see how my product roadmap will be goal-oriented. Because then I, used, I usually use status-based um, product roadmap. And when I did my research, I found out about OKRs and it sounded really great. I liked the idea about it and um, I found OKRs and I started using it to um, draft out my product roadmap and it worked well for me. From there, I introduced it to my company. So we started setting our company-wide goals with OKRs and from then on, it's been an amazing ride with, you know, this methodology. Yeah. Great. I'm sure you would like to go through your slides while you're talking. Oh, so yeah, true. This is Dolapo's profile. Yeah. Okay, let me uh, just quickly... I mean, people, people might be wondering, we just said OKRs, but what actually are OKRs? Can you give us more insight? Okay, yes, I, I will go straight to it. Um, but So since I already spoke about me, I'll just um, skip the slide. Uh, okay. Let's... Let me... Okay, I figured it out. Yes. So um, the truth is I cannot start um, speaking about OKRs without speaking about goals. Everyone here, even yourself, have goals, right, that you want to achieve. You are here at a particular time, right, and you want to get to a place in the future, which is a better place, of course, and uh, goals are very important. And I like um, the Deloitte review in 2015, which says no single factor has more impact on employee engagement than clearly defined goals that are written down and shared freely. Um, I would like to put an highlight on clearly defined goals that are written down and shared freely. So goals that are clearly defined, are, um, you can achieve them, but goals that are just not clearly defined, you cannot achieve them. So um, that's why I would like to start with goals. And OKR is just a framework that helps you set your goals simply. Um, I'm sure we are familiar with some of this goal setting methodologies. I'll start with the management by objective by Peter Drucker. Uh, this is um, a goal methodology which requires you to clearly write down your goal. Then in 1981, George Doran came up with the smart way of setting goals, which is the specific, um, sorry, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely way of you know setting goals as well, which is a very um, popular way of setting goals. Then we had the KPIs come up in 1988. 
and um, the almighty objective and key results, which are OKR. The interesting thing is that OKR actually came out from management by objective, which was formed by Andrew Grove. And um, it used to be called Intel Management by Objective. It was just a modified and upgraded version of the MBOs. Although, like, for instance, the MBO has its own downfall in sense that um, most of the goals that were written then were just set by, you know, C-suite or senior executive and just thrown down to the employees and you check them annually. And it was not effective because you then review your goals at the end of the year. And maybe some of those goals at that time are irrelevant because of some changing factors that could have affected or the circumstances that could have changed during the course of the year. Then um, Andrew Gove came up with his own methodology, which is really amazing, by the way, in 1993 at Intel called... Um, objectives and key results. So, um, yeah, great. Some of the companies, and a lot of companies actually not limited to software because I've put so many software companies. My company, um, I said I'm a product manager at Shortpoint. We use OKRs. Google use OKRs. LinkedIn, Twitter, Uber, Slack, Spotify, Microsoft, BMW, which is not uh, strictly... um, um, tech company, BMW is not a tech company, but they use OKR. A lot of companies use OKR. So let's see what Larry Page, the co-founder of Google, said about OKRs. He said that, you know, OKRs have helped lead us to 10 times, I like, 10 times growth too many times over. They have helped make our crazily bold mission of organizing the world's information perhaps even achievable. They've kept me and the rest of the company on time and on track when it mattered the most. Uh, This is what um, the co-founder of Google had to say about it. And by the way, um, at the end of the slide, I'm going to share a book that I believe anyone that wants to start using OKR should read. That is Measure What Matters by John Doerr. Amazing, amazing book. I read the book and it has helped me with defining the OKRs for myself, for my company, and um, for people I even write OKRs for. OKRs is a methodology that allows you to track your progress, create alignment, you know, encourages... um, engagement around measurable goals. All right. Thank you so much. You know, I have one question. You know, someone might be watching this and might be thinking um, maybe this is not for them. You started by mentioning this, but I I would like to hear from you, like, who is OKRs or who should use OKRs? Well, I'd say everybody should use OKRs. If you're an individual, you're a professional, you're a small business, you're a growing business, you're an established business, you should use OKRs. Because at the end of the day, we all do set goals for ourselves, right? And for you to set achievable goals, the methodology you want to start using should be OKRs because it's an agile way of setting goals. And especially if you're in the tech industry in, in, where innovation is rapidly you know, evolving and changing, OKRs is your best bet to, you know, setting your goals for your company. So I'd say everyone should be using OKR individuals. I use OKR for my personal goals as well, not only related to the company that I work for. So everyone should use OKRs. Great. In addition to this, you know, I would like to suggest something for our viewers. Um, (laughs) If you want to really see the progress that companies have made using OKRs, you can visit whatmatters.com slash inspired get dash inspired and you're going to see several stories of you know several companies that used okrs and you see where they were before and how they've transitioned you know into making 
achieving great success. Amazingly, OKRs can be used in almost every area of your area of area of life. I found out here that something very interesting, OKR for families. Families, yeah. OKRs can even be used for family planning. You set mm -hmm. your goals and it is amazing. So just before we continue, just wanted to bring this, bring this up. Our viewers can just check this website. It is whatmatters.com slash get dash inspired. Yes. You will truly be inspired. Right, right, right. So yeah, we can just continue. Okay. Could you please um, put up the slide? Yeah, great. Thank you. So um, I'll just go to the next slide. Let me just quickly then, okay, what is OKR like you have? Um, it's just an acronym for Objective Key Results. So um, OKRs are like the what and how of goals. So right now, a lot of us, like I said, we have goals, right? Which is what we want to achieve, where we want to be, where we want to go. Um, but with OKR, you're not just writing what you want to achieve, right? You're also writing how you intend to achieve it. So that's the um, differentiating factor with, um, for OKRs compared to other goal-setting methodologies, right? Yeah. Um, you start with the objective. Okay, let's say you are a professional. You want to get a certification, Um Right, I am in the product management and business analysis space, so I'll use a lot of those examples. Right, so you want to get a certified, you want to be a certified business analyst or a certified product manager, for instance. It's a goal, it's aspirational, it's beautiful, it's great, it will help you in your career. Right, so then once you've set that goal. It's easy to just write it down on your vision board or anywhere you 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 table down your goals, right? But with OKR, it takes it one step further by helping you define how you are going to achieve that goal. So um, an example, still using the certification example, I'm going to be showing other examples as well that is related um, to business, even individuals as we, we go forward. So an example of, um, I'm speaking to the certific certification exam, an example is to now say that, okay, how do I achieve my certification? The first thing you want to say is, I have to read perhaps two hours daily, right? That is a key result. Secondly, you can say, I have to certainly register for the certificate. I have to pay for the certification. It's a key result. I have to buy a textbook or I have to take an online course to get a certification. It's a key result. So as at the point where you're defining your objective, you're also defining how you're going to achieve it. That's the beauty of OKRs. And another beauty of OKR is that um, it helps you set measurable goals. So when defining your key result, it's not an OKR when your key result is not measurable. It has to be quantitative. Um, yes, you can set SMART goals, which is, I, I still use the SMART goal methodology. It's impressive. I love it. I like it. But with OKRs, you set an aspirational objective, then you finalize it or you wrap it up, you package it up with a measurable key result. Isn't that beautiful? And so when you are trying to reach out, reach that goal, what happens is that um, you already know what to do. You're not confused as to how you're going to achieve that goal, if you get what I mean. So yeah, um, let me move my slide. Um, I like this formula by John Doerr because it's one of the biggest evangelists of OKR. And it was taught, and the group, you know, got the methodology. Joe, um, John Dwyer was the one that mostly, you know, evangelized this um, methodology. So he, he said, with this formula, he said, I will 
the objective as measured by this key result. So when you want to write your goals, this is how you should write it. I want to the objective as measured by this key result. And remember, I accept that the key result should be measurable, which means that it can be tracked so that we have the progress, yeah? So that's why once you've defined your objective, you have the corresponding key result. And in the future, because it's measurable, if you have said, okay, you want to read two hours daily, you can set your project progress metric based off of that you know, key result. So that's the beauty of um, OKRs. This is the sales OKR example for revenue. So the first one here says, um, the objective for this company, I got this from okrexamples.co. You can also, um, for our viewers, you can go on this website to check different examples and um, they have so many resources to help you define um, great OKR. So the objective here for this company is for them to achieve profitability by reducing their expenses. That is what they want to do. Perhaps they found out that, that um, their profitability is um, affected by the expenses. So they said, okay, we want to achieve profitability by reducing expenses. This could look, okay, yeah, that's an amazing objective to read that will help us with our profitability. But how do you know you've achieved this goal at the end of the day? They, they said to them, so, okay, we need to reduce the paid subscription from $5,000 to $2,500 to $2, a month. It is defined it is measurable what they need to do to achieve that goal. We have another key result which says reduce outsourcing cold call services from $7,000 to $2,000 measurable. So once they reduce it from $7,000 to $2,000, this will reduce the expense in turn making them profitable. They have another key result here defined. Increase team-owned cold calling activities from 100 calls to 100 calls per month. So now... Once they are able to achieve all of these um, numbers or this key result, they can boldly say that they've achieved profitability by reducing expenses. So um, this is an example for people with businesses or people that um, ha that uh, wants to start businesses and they want to start defining their goals using OKR. I'd want to also give an example for individuals that will also want to use, like I said, I use it for my personal goals. I would want to use OKRs for their personal goals. So um, we have this guy here who says he wants to be able to run a 10K under 15 minutes by 15 minutes by June. It's an aspirational goal. I don't know, perhaps it's trying to um, compete for, you know, a marathon or whatever, but he has set this goal for himself. And then it's aspirational. It's, it, it looks good. I once imagine you seeing this in someone's house and you'd be like, wow, nice, 10K in under 15 minutes. But the question comes to how is he going to achieve this? So at, at, at the point you're defining this objective, if you are using the OKR right, you need to define the key results. So the key result here will be, okay, I need to, I need to run three times a week for at least 30 minutes. If I can do that, it will bring me close to, you know, running a 10K in under 15 minutes by whatsoever time, which is June as stated here. Then another key result will be that increased distance of running by one mile every week. So the first week, if I run a mile, the second week, I should be running two miles. The subsequent week, I should be running three miles, four miles, five miles. It's already defined, right? And the 
third key result here says um, I need to increase my mouse speed by five seconds every week. So I'm running 25 seconds this week. Then I should be running 30 seconds next week, you know. So right now, you know what to do. You know that if you can achieve this key result, you should be, if not achieving that goal, but close to, you know, achieving that goal. And that's the beauty of, okay, you're not just setting an objective. You're also writing how you're certainly going to achieve that um, goal. So um, benefits of OKR, I like this acronym called FACTS, which is Focus, Alignment, Commitment, Tracking, and Stretching. So I'll start with the focus, the benefit. With OKRs, um, you are focused. You know what to do. You know how you're going to achieve it. It's clearly defined even from the inception of you defining that goals with your corresponding key results. And when you're focused, you can define priorities. That's the beauty about OKR. You can set your priorities right. And remember when I started, I thought... I said that I wanted to start building product roadmap that were goal-oriented, right? And um, building product roadmap means, you know, you have to know how to prioritize your your features or um, that is in the line of product management, which now brought me to OKRs. And using OKRs helped me better prioritize, you know, my product backlog. And I'm talking in sense of, you know, product management now. So with OKRs, even for sales, for marketing whatsoever business that you are in, once you are defining your goals using OKRs, there's um, you could set your priorities right and there is focus as well. So for alignment, so I really like this benefit, especially for growing or, or growing companies or established companies. So I said about MBOs, like the downfall for MBOs then was, you know, at the end of the year, we have C-suite or senior executive defining goals for the whole company. And they just send it out that, okay, and from there, managers pick the KPIs for each of their team members and they work towards it. And by the end of the year, they're seeing that, oh, this um, goals um, that we have done are irrelevant because, you know, we got goals from the C-suite and they just we just defined our KPIs based off the, of it and we didn't even review it until the end of the year. Most times employees would not be able to get alignment or understand the reason why their KPIs are set, okay, set as at the way they are set. So you have a KPI for a team member to say, okay, bring in, especially for sales, for instance, bring in three new customers. But with objective and key results, the employee will know why they are bringing in three new customers. So the objective could be increased profitability by gaining more customers. So when you have a KPI that says you should, you should bring three new customers, you know that, okay, the reason why I'm bringing three new customers is not because of, okay, performance appraisal. It's also because um, the company wants to achieve profitability, which will in turn help everyone in the company. So um, with OKRs, you can gain alignment. And um, with OKRs, it helps employees become committed because when there is clarity, when there is focus, you know what to work on and it's easy for you to be committed to whatever you are doing. And for individual purposes, you know, like I use the, the guy that wants to run 10K. Now you already defined the goal. You define the key results. You can easily be committed because to your goal because you know what to do at every point in time. And tracking... You cannot track what is not measurable, right? But with key results and objective, they are measurable. I mean, key results are measurable. Certainly, it's easy to track your progress. And it's stretching. So um, with OKRs, when, especially when you are defining your objective, you're defining objectives that are um, aspirational. You're defining objectives that are 
um, visionary, you're defining objectives that are motivational and that are not ambiguous. You're not defining objectives that are just business as usual. You get that in maybe the key results, but for the objective, you know, you want it to be aspirational. So you see that um, companies like Google, this tech, big tech companies have used this because they are aspirational companies. They are companies that look in, looks into the future. And of course, the OKR was able to support that um, part of their company. So um, those had the benefits summarized in, you know, facts. Yes. Okay, our best practices, yeah? So the thing is, if you don't do okay, all right, it won't work for you. That's the truth. As with other goals methodology, if you don't do it right, no matter how much you try to use it, it's not going to work. You have to just do it right. Um, I'll start with the grading system. This is best practices is not tied in stone like i said okr is agile it's flexible so um the best practices once you've set your okrs and you define your metrics zero to thirty percent you could say it's not achieved 40 to 60 percent is partially achieved and 70 to 100 percent is achieved this is um, the grading system for google and many other you know bigger companies that have used okr over the years you could tweak this to your own circumstance but I mean, because OKRs, are, especially with the objective, are aspirational, so it's not expected that you actually achieve 100% of your goals. But if you are able to achieve 70 to 100% of that um, objective you've, you, you've set for yourself using the key results you've defined, I mean, you're good to go. Another thing is, um, like I was saying, ob objectives, especially when you're defining your objective, must be ambitious, aspirational, and clearly defined. It must not be ambiguous. It must be clear. You need to know um, any even when when a child or anyone reads the objective, they understand what it is. Secondly, the key result must be measurable. It's not a key result. There's this rule in my company where I work at Shoppoint. It's not a key result if it's not measurable. And I think that's that's the rule, rule for um, key result. If it's not measurable, it's not a key. You can't set a key result that you cannot measure so that's that another um best practice should be that okay house must be flexible so let me just give you a, a, a quick let me just give you a quick story when we started setting goals in my company um one of the um lesson learned we had was the fact that we're not um doing a weekly check-in with our goals but the moment we started doing weekly check-in with our goals or we call it goals using the okay house, right there was huge improvement, there was alignment, there was clarity, there was direction. So it's not that you only set the goals, you need to always go back to see where you are at with your key results every single time. So best practice is do it weekly or do it bi-weekly. And OKR should be set for a quarter or a year, but I would always recommend set OKRs towards a quarter. That is the best way to go. Quarterly goals are more agile in my opinion. I mean, in three months, you can deliver valuable outcomes and um, as such even get, gain so many learnings in, in three months. So yeah, these are the best practices I would recommend. Um, Ibrahim, do you have any questions or do you have any comments on this? Oh, I would like to actually uh, add, you know, it's so mm -hmm. relevant what you're sharing with us today. And um, yeah, something that just came to my mind was OKR helps businesses grow in many ways, you know. So one of the ways that I actually see is that it helps 
it helps companies communicate their vision to everyone in the company. You know, mm-hmm. whether it is the founder, it helps to communicate the vision to the employees as well. Sometimes people go work in a, in a company and they don't really know what the company is about. They just look at this is what their work is and they don't have a checking system. So with OKRs, you know, they don't just only, they don't just check themselves. The company also checks them and it saves, it saves the, the leaders, the managers, the stress of, you know, following up on, on, work to be done every time asking someone have you done this have you done that with OKRs everybody knows what should be done and that is amazing thing everyone knows what should be done and everybody walks towards it it also helps bring accountability to the lives of everyone in the business Mm -hmm. so both the founder both the presidents the HR from every level of work people are now they get to be accountable for what they do and then it helps it helps reduce in a in the long run you know it helps to reduce uh, i i saw this in the research it helps to reduce the number of people that leaves companies sometimes you see that people leave companies yeah. because they feel, reduce churn rates uh, yeah because they're not being performing well they feel mm-hmm. they're not performing well so with okrs it helps to show them their performance and mm-hmm. it also brings a healthy kind of competition in a way that okay, you know, when you are doing the check-in as a company, mm-hmm. you're not doing check-in just by yourself. The whole team, everybody is doing check-in, whether it's online or in person. But you're doing a check-in system, so mm-hmm. you see yourself, you see that your work that you have said you are going to do, what mm-hmm. you say you're going to achieve in a week, in a month, you've not achieved that, and nobody is going to point a finger at you and say you didn't do that. You will. Be pointing the finger at yourself and say, okay, I did not perform well this mm-hmm. week. I have to outperform my, you know, and every week you want to outperform your previous week. Absolutely. And so it helps, it helps, you know, to really bring the company to, you know, to a good place. So, yeah, it's wonderful. This is what I want to share. You can carry on. Yeah. Thank you for mentioning those when especially with clarity and communicating the um, company's vision. I really like that. And the reduction of churn rate. I totally agree with you. Okay. Um, let's see. OKR versus KPI, the battle of, you know, <laughs> performance management or goals management. Uh, so many questions with um, what's the difference between OKRs and KPIs? I love KPIs, firstly. You know, as, I, as much as I'm a big advocate for OKRs, I really do KPI. I really like KPIs because, you know, it helps to, it reflects performance and also it's a good business metrics to define your, the performance of your employee. Beautiful. But um, they are different. They are not the same. You can get your KPI from your OKR. Maybe that's easy, easy way to put it, right? So let's start for with what could be a difference. As you know, like I said, a KPI is a business metrics that reflect performance, but OKR is a goal-setting method that improves performance and drive change change. So with OKR, you're setting aspirational goals. Like you had said, um, right now, no one is micromanaging the employee. They know what to do at that particular time. With KPI, it's been defined by someone for you to do. And you know that, okay, once I achieve this, okay, I will, during my performance review, I will get excellent. I will get, you know, achieved or get promoted. But with OKR, it's motivational. It helps to drive change. It helps to, it's it's not to, um, 
it's not mundane. It helps to define clearly what you're supposed to do and encourage you to do it, right? Because you know that, okay, if you're doing this thing, you are actually working towards achieving an objective. You're not working towards achieving um, good bonus or, you know, you, and which is good at the same time anyways, if I would say. Um, okay, KPI is a leadership-led, it's top-down, but we okay as everyone is involved with defining the key results. So I'll put it this way. Let me use a company like Google, for instance. So we have, or let me use my company, or most companies that use OKR. So this is, you know, spread out to most um, companies that uses OKR. I'll give you an example of how they cascade down their OKRs to, you know, from top level to down level. So let's say um, we already defined the company goal at, you know, C-suite level, senior executive, we already defined what we want to achieve and we define the corresponding key results. So different cross-functional team comes and look at the key result that is related to them, pick that key result up, ask their owner, and create a key result to that um, objective from the key result of the company, you see. And once they get the key result, they share that key result with their team member. The key team members take the key result as the objective and create a key result towards that objective. So you see how beautiful cascading down OKR is. So right now, no one is just coming and throwing KPIs to your face. You know why you're doing You know that for every activity that you are doing in the company is tied to an ultimate, you know, to a grand objective for the company. And it shows that you are actually adding impact to the company. You can feel it that you are adding impact to the company. You're not just get, coming to work to pay. It's it, You know, it's really motivational. Um, KPIs is not changed on a regular basis, but with OKR, since you have, you know, weekly check-ins on them, you can actually um, change it. It's adaptive. You can track and you can easily reevaluate re it as it is an agile way of setting goals. Um, the level of performance you want to achieve is your KPI. OKR is a specific area of improvement you want to focus on. Right, you're you're focusing on something, but with KPI, um, KPI monitors the steady states, and you know it provides a benchmark. But OKR would inform everyone on what's important to achieve the company's goal. So KPI is just setting a benchmark. You need to do this. You need to do that. Five percent, ten percent, with all those numbers and percentages. But OKR is telling you what is more important to the company, what you're working on that is more important to the company. That's what OKR does. So it's that I, I hope that I've been able to, you know, clearly define or clearly differentiate what OKRs are and um, what KPIs are. And lastly, uh, this book, Measure What Matters by John Doerr. If you want to learn more about OKR, if you want to see how, for instance, Google used OKRs and some other companies do, you should read this book. I read it and I, it's um, five stars from me. Um, nice. so, yeah, so uh, that's. I think that's everything on my presentation slide. Yeah. Great, great. Thank you. You know, uh, this is it's uh, very important what you've shared today. And uh, if anyone has a question, actually, some from anyone watching has a question, you can actually drop it in the chat and we can see what we can do in a few minutes to answer that. So uh, this this whole thing, the whole tech entrepreneurship series, it's important for, uh, like I said, for digital transformation. If you want to bring digital transformation to your business, it is important because um, even if you are an, an aspiring tech entrepreneur, 
you need it because I'll use myself as an example. Coming back from coming from an engineering background, I launched into a business and then I found out that I didn't know a lot, especially when it comes to the managerial aspects. I didn't know a lot. I just know what I'm, what to do, but how to do it, how to manage. You don't know these things. So uh, you have to start learning. And this is why I felt the need to bring Tech Entrepreneurship Series to us. And uh, I hope that our participants are going to be uh, learning something from here. So coming back to OKRs, just want to show you uh, a few data that maybe might be useful to you. We're rounding up in a few minutes. So I just went on uh, Ally and I found out, uh, you know, that harder than before. This is in the US, working harder than before, but they are not seeing their results because what they are not tracking their goals because of lack of OKRs. So they don't have key results. They just work, 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 but they are not seeing their results. Also in the US, 29% of adults in the workforce, only 29% of adults in the workforce are familiar with OKRs. I mean, the concept has been in, has been has been around for a very long time and they've also had smart goals and all that but we've not really had the tools until recent the tools to measure these things and yeah we're grateful for OKRs and uh, I also found that 58% of non-OKR users either they do not track their individual goals or they track it with only written notes and you can it's it's always difficult tracking with your with your notes and then for those using OKRs, 81% of them with goal management softwares have been able to reevaluate and realign their goals on a monthly basis. And only 53 of non-OKR users do the same. See? And then 90% of OKR users utilize goal management software to check in or update progress goals. So if you use if you use OKR softwares, I'm just gonna show you which ones are available to use. I mean, based on uh, our review, my review, we came up with this tree. Mm -hmm. Asana is a, great, is a great OKR and project management tool for you to use. Ali is also a very good one. However, if you want to start from basic, from the, from a, you want to do a test run and see, you can go with profit.co. It's also very great and useful. It gives you uh, the option to start for free. The others you will have to pay a small amount to begin with, but with profit.co, you can actually start for free. So, yes, yeah, so this is it. I would like to say thank you to my friend Dolapo for joining in for the presentation today. It's a pleasure having you, and we're going to be coming up with more interesting topics in the mm. future. This was very useful, and yes, I would like to say to our viewers, stay tuned for more that is coming up in the following weeks. Thank you, have a nice day. Thank you, bye. That's all we have for today's episode of The Tech Lens. I hope you enjoyed our discussion. If you have any comments, questions or suggestions, please feel free to reach out to us on our Instagram handle, Front Dreams. Now don't forget to subscribe to our podcast using whichever platform you're listening to right now so you never miss out on an episode. Thank you for tuning in and we look forward to having you back next week for another exciting episode of The Tech Lens.